Okay, so if you're watching the video version of this, you might be thinking, Bakit hindi masyado nakaayos yung buhok ni Anton? But di pa siya nag-shave? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I had COVID. And whether or not I had COVID, this is exactly how I'm gonna look like. Welcome to another episode of the Anton on One podcast. My name is Anton Fausto. And for today, it's gonna be a little different. I'm gonna be having another Anton on One with himself. I'm gonna be talking with myself. Something that I have, I would say, I've gotten better at. I have had you know, way more practice, more practice than I would have wanted um, these past weeks. So, yes, I had COVID. Um, I'm negative now. It happened in the start of March. I am, first things first, I am so grateful. Um, I'm so blessed and I'm so lucky that I'm okay. My parents are okay, my family's okay. Although, Kuya Marty, my eldest brother, uh, got COVID from me as well. And he actually, he's one of the reasons why I decided to make an episode about this and share my COVID experience, what it was like for me, and hopefully, I don't know, serve as a resource or, you know, just, just spread some light and spread some hope and maybe share some something that you guys could learn from. Maybe you can pick up a lesson, um, lesson or two. For those who haven't experienced it yet, if you're going to experience it, or if you know someone that is currently going through it, maybe my experience can help. Uh, just a disclaimer though, of course, I'm not an expert. I am in no ways a health expert. I do not have any medical background. I don't even really do much research on COVID. I don't enjoy reading news about it, so... Um, I try my best to learn as much as I need to know. Then I just scroll past all the Viber messages, all the Facebook articles and everything. Uh, I don't like, I don't, you, you live in a society that deals with COVID every second that they're, they're awake. So I just try to not add to that. Um, so and hopefully people learn from my experience and... I'm I'm honestly I'm still kind of hesitant about putting this out about sharing my experience and telling the world that Anton Fausto had COVID uh, because there's a lot of negative stigma I am aware of that uh, but one of the things that my mom told me she said na when I got when I got COVID when I was positive she said hey you should record your thoughts you should write about it because one day your grandparents might be asking you about what this COVID pandemic was like. The same way, you know, I, my generation, would wonder how the war was like in my grandparents' time. Uh, and their time was crazy. I mean, I just hear stories of how they were separated from their families. My grandmother had to live in the farm for a month, I think, with some family friends. Uh, and that time, there's no social media. So, I mean, just... I guess I'm already part of the statistic. Um, the one-year wait. It's not like I was waiting for it, but it's been a year since we have you know, been on lockdown. More than a year since we've been on lockdown. A year since we have been afraid of this. And it, it, you know, since the, the whole COVID shit hit the fan. Uh, so I am part of it. And I thought, you know what? Even if it's not something I really enjoy talking about, um, it's a very touchy topic. This is my personal experience. This is my opinion. And I don't know, how real can you get um, compared to 
the actual experience of someone who has COVID. Uh, but I do acknowledge that there is a spectrum. So at one end, we have the worst thing that can happen, which is obviously uh, you pass away because of COVID. But there's the other end of the spectrum where you don't even feel it at all or you're asymptomatic. Take a baby step from that end of the spectrum. That's where I was. <coughs> oh, COVID. So I'm lucky that, I guess because I'm in my 20s, I am physically active. Shout out to 808 Studio for keeping me very active. Um, I just felt sick for about a day and a half, two days. I had a headache. Um, I felt a bit weak. I had some colds. And generally, I, I lost my sense of uh, taste for a day. And the, the most peculiar thing, yung pinaka unique, I guess, would be that for a day, when I inhaled, the air felt kind of cold. Um, that would be it. That's my COVID experience. I'm here to talk about what happened to me, uh, the struggles that I went through because, you know, like I said, um, it wasn't physical health struggles that I went through, but there were really, it was very, very, it was the, it, I, okay, I can, I can say this is a new rock bottom. That was a new toughest time of my life. Uh, so hopefully you guys um, will learn something and I don't know, use it and apply it in any part of your life. So what happened? So I unknowingly obviously brought COVID to the house start of March. Uh, you know, even if you take all the precautionary measures, even if you wear a mask, even if you get tested and things, there are still so many factors that you can't control, uh, such as other people. And it's just the reality you have to live with that no matter how... You know, how, how, how much you try to take care of yourself and how much you try to follow the rules, there is still that risk. It just, it just takes one slip up to cause this chain of, this chain of events uh, that I'm about to discuss. When I found out that I was COVID, I felt my physical health felt fine. So I think, honestly, it's a little fucked up if you get the disease of a pandemic, but the physical health thing is the least of your concerns. Diba? Kung health issue yan, and you get the sickness, health yung number one priority mo. But the reality of this pandemic, of this virus, is that there are so many factors that are inevitably going to be involved um, even if you're physically okay. So what went through my mind when I first uh, found out I was positive? Obviously, hope my parents didn't get it. My dad is 59. My mom is 56, a.k.a. they old. Um, so they're at risk. And I hope I didn't get, give it to my brothers. I sadly gave it to my eldest brother. Uh, I gave it to my house help. I, I, didn't, I didn't give it to my house. I was worried that I was going to give it to my house help. Uh, thank God none of them uh, had it. But then even beyond the people in my house, it's everyone that my family or anyone in my house has come into contact with. So that includes my brother's girlfriend and her entire household as well. And she lives with her grandmother, so that was pretty scary also. And I'd have to say there is no way to just to get through it. There's nothing you can do really but to pray and i just i did my best to take my mind off of it i mean at that moment 
you know, you can call it selfish, you can call it being ignorant, but then I didn't. There's, I knew that there was nothing that I could do. We told, you know, we told the people we, we came into contact with, like, yeah, that someone here that I, that I turned out positive, but there's nothing else. There's nothing money can do. There's nothing you can physically do or someone you can call. There's, there's nothing that you can do that could change what's going to happen, you know, moving forward. So I think that would be the number one challenge in reality of dealing with COVID. Not the health things, is the affecting other people. Because even if I am healthy, I'm pretty strong, my immune system is fine, and there are a lot of people like me that we're okay. You know, if we lived in a society, it was just a bunch of 20-year-olds and there was COVID going around, it wouldn't nearly be as bad. But that's not the case. So that's one thing. I did my best not to let this thought creep into my mind. But my parents are not negative and they're fine because you know the fact is I potentially potentially killed I potentially could have killed my parents. That's the worst that could happen. Um and it's it's hard. It's something hard to accept. Obviously, no person in the right mind would, you know, do anything that would bring yourself close to that situation. Uh, um, I still, you know, sometimes look back what I could have done, what could have happened, but that's all in the past. And I, I, I'm at the point that I realized that it's not going to do any good. Uh, I don't want to cur- carry that thought in my mind, but you know the fact is there that you know I, I potentially could have killed a lot of people just because I brought it home, even if I didn't want to. So, this one, the, one of the things with COVID is that it's not balanced. It's like if you do, if you make a mistake this big, usually the consequence is this big. It's kind of equal. But with COVID, I mean, it's exponential. You make one tiny mistake, the the effects could be things that you couldn't even imagine. So at one point, I, I it helped me realize a little bit the planning nature of a lot of people. Although, you know, I even if I had COVID, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a very planning person. It didn't turn me into a planning person. I'm not the person that the moment I step outside of my house, I feel like I have I have the virus and I have to take and you know I have to like disinfect my entire body and something. But um, it helped give me some clarity as to why people would think that way. And aside of affecting other people in in potentially you know giving them COVID and making it positive, the reality is whether or not they have COVID is that the entire living arrangement and setup in my house changed. For about a month, um, the food had to be sent to me. My my my. Everyone had to wear masks around the house. Um, I don't really know what went in through their head besides the things that they told me, but I can just imagine living in a house and you are scared that you might get COVID because you know this is the first time that they were a hundred percent certain and sure that someone in their vicinity had this COVID virus that they have been afraid of and 
you know, we've just we've been scared of this COVID thing for an entire year. Everybody was hassled. Everybody's schedules got messed up. Work got delayed. You know, we had so many, so many things that are. I I never had. I I didn't think of it at first, but it was like as going. You know, as I was going through the experience, it's like oh shit, na affect papagato, na affect papaginian. Um, our family diver was supposed to go back home to have to have his shoulder fixed. That didn't happen. Um, our maid was supposed to have her tooth extracted. That didn't happen. My dad was supposed to meet some new employees. That didn't happen. My brother, the one who didn't get COVID, Enrique, had to celebrate his second straight birthday in a lockdown. He was someone, he was saying that he just wanted to have a day with his girlfriend. He just wanted to bike, I guess, and just have, you know, nothing too big, but obviously that didn't happen as well um so there are a lot of things there are a lot of there's a lot of shit that was caused because of one tiny thing and having all of this in your heads you know living in this environment obviously creates a lot of fear because again even if you don't have covid in your system even if you're not positive for COVID, you are positive with fear of what, what could potentially happen. Um, you don't really hear news about this guy got COVID, he survived, it was fine. You're only going to read and share. Uh, you, sorry, I, you might. You may only read and share about the very, very scary ones, about the very intense ones. So... I think there's a possibility that there is that mindset that when COVID happens, this is going to happen for sure. Once you have COVID, someone's going to die. Once you have COVID, there's going to be, you know, we hear story, we, we, we hear the news about hospitals being full, you know, people moving from city to city to province just to look for a hospital bed. All that fear is real. All of that, all those stars are to and and the fear. I can't I can't tell you not to be afraid. I can't tell you that you shouldn't be afraid because of those things. I still think that fear is necessary, so that you become as careful as you can do, and that you do everything you can in your power to deal with this situation, which is the pandemic. But it reaches a certain point. I think I still believe that it reaches a certain point where it's not doing anyone any good. Um, let's say you're locked in. You know, you're, you're in a lockdown. You're with your family, just at home. You you did everything that you could. Um, if ever there's a delivery, you always disinfect. No one goes out. You kind of pra- you already practice social distancing at home. Like you know, like like that's as much as you can do. But you could still go a step further. You can still try to find more things about COVID. You can you know. Spend most of your dinner discussions on COVID. You could, you know, you, you still have the choice of what information you allow to enter your brain on what information you consume. And it's kind of like uh, that term in economics, diminishing marginal returns, where it's, it's, it's good, you have it, but at a certain point, 
it doesn't give you that benefit anymore. Me, me talking about this, I'm not trying to downplay the pandemic. I don't want to invalidate anybody's experience about it, but this is my honest experience, and it is something that was very doable, manageable. We did everything we could. I can say that I, I survived it fine. It turned out well. My parents are fine about all those things. Um, to hopefully sort of lessen that fear past the diminishing marginal returns point. Once you have done everything you could, take a break, you know. Don't allow more fear to enter your system. So how did I deal with that fear? How did I deal with this shit situation? Um, first, when I found that I was positive, I, I like to do expectation setting. I, I, I believe that I get disappointed, I get frustrated when my expectations aren't met. When I expect, when, example, you're, example, you're driving. This is something I haven't driven in the longest time. Um, let's say from my house to school, to Ateneo. Normally, that could take 30 minutes, 30 minutes. So if I drive for 30 minutes going to Ateneo, it's fine. But the moment I drive for 50 minutes going to Ateneo, I'm going to get kind of pissed because, yo, this is supposed to take 30 minutes. That's the expectations. But if I'm going to drive from QC all the way to Makati, I'm going to expect it to take an hour and a half. But let's say it takes me only an hour and 15 minutes to get there. I will be way happier with my one hour, 15 minute drive to Makati compared to a 50 minute drive to Ateneo because of the difference in expectations. So the moment I found out I had COVID, the best thing you can do is expectation setting. You know, accept it, accept it. Okay, this room is going to be my world for the next two weeks. Uh, what my family did was, was three weeks. We did 21 days. That was, um, I mean, I mean the, the norm is 14 days, but uh, we met with a doctor virtually, obviously. <laughs> Um, and he suggested that the two, you know 14 days is the normal one, but there are chances that the the virus is still there. So he recommended 21 days. So uh, yeah, for that time being, for the entire quarantine period, this was my world, and I was okay with that. Honestly, I am kind of lucky that I think I had a year to prepare for this. I mean, it, it you never want to set yourself up to get COVID, but <clears throat> I mean, during the pandemic. Uh, my brothers and I bought a gaming console. I had the TV uh, replaced. Um, this bed is new. Um, I, I've, I've put art around. I have speakers. You know, I, I, I set up the vibe for this room to be okay if ever I would have to be stuck here for a long time. So even if it was very tough, and I would say it was the toughest part of my life, not you know, because of everything that's been happening, you know, in my head, I made it a goal of mine to still find happiness, to still create joy. And, you know, I wasn't going to wait for a negative result before I allowed myself to be happy again. And I think only you can do that. I mean, again, I was lucky enough that I wasn't bedridden. I didn't have to, you know, stay in bed all day and just rest so much because I physically couldn't do anything else. I physically could... You know, by like day six, the way I measure my like 
how 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 well I am physically capable. I think like okay, if I had to do a full court basketball game, which has been so long, more than a year, um, I could. I really think that by like day six, I I could if I, you know, if I would. Obviously, I, anyway. Uh, besides the point, I slowly constructed a routine um, um, that I've actually been working on even before uh, I had COVID. So we recently got a dog. I recently got a dog. So that's become part of my routine. So I, I, I'm kind of forced to wake up a little earlier in the morning, feed her, play with her, clean her shit. It's these little actions, activities that you have a schedule in your day. And I think as a freelancer, that was very crucial to me to have some stability in my life. So I just adapted that practice to my COVID experience. Um, I continued my daily meditation in the morning. I continued my nightly journal writing. Um, and as an extrovert who loves talking and communicating and connecting with people, I made sure to always talk with my friends. Uh, every night, I think almost every night I was on a call. I FaceTime, Zoom, I, I caught up with different people. Um, people who had COVID at the same time as I did. That was a real that was a that was a good support for me because you know, at least you're kinda going you have someone to talk that you're going through the same thing. And in that routine, I had to make I had to look for new hobbies. I had to rekindle old ones. I borrowed my dad's guitar uh, and I played music by myself. Um just an activity to get you out of your head and just be present in whatever it is you're doing. And I think hobbies, that's why I really believe that hobbies are an amazing thing. Hobbies aren't just something that makes someone more colorful or more interesting. hobbies. This dude has hella hobbies. I got into Formula One. I started watching Drive to Survive on Netflix. Great show. If you haven't, do yourself a favor and watch that. Um, and just, just just getting into something and being passionate about something. And Formula One actually allowed me to be happy for the progress that's happening outside the country. When you talk about, oh, at least other countries, okay na sila, di ba? Nagkaka-concert na sa ganyan. Okay na sa New Zealand. Um, I see people in my friends who are in Singapore. They're living life normally. You can be jealous. It's normal to be jealous and be like, yeah, I want to have the thing. I want, I want, I want life to be okay again. I want us to not be living in so much fear. But Formula One actually made me feel happy that thank God these countries are doing fine. Because if not, if they weren't doing okay, we wouldn't have Formula One. There wouldn't be a 2021 season. Um, I, I, I finally watched my first race, the Bahrain Grand Prix, Grand Prix, uh, and there were spectators. So the spectators are people who have been vaccinated. Or people who have recovered from COVID. F1. Baka naman. Um, what, I, what I realized with hobbies, why it's so important, is because when you're idle, in my experience, when you're idle, that is when the negativity comes in. That's when your mind is just, there's nothing really preoccupying you. So chances are, you know, you, you allow the potential for bad thoughts to come in. And I used to kind of think na, Wait a minute. Whenever I'm busy, I'm more okay. Whenever I have something going on, I'm more okay. Am I just being distracted? That's one way to look at it. And, you know, who knows? Baka, that's the truth. But then, your thoughts are so powerful. So I believe that, no, it's not that 
I'm being distracted by other things. It's not that I, I'm not, the bad thoughts aren't coming in my head because I'm too busy at the moment doing something else. It's no, you, you have the power to design your life in a way that you put in the different activities that you're going to put in your life that generate joy, that create more positivity. And in line with this having, you know, putting, being the one in control of putting those activities in your life. Because once you have COVID, you aren't expected to do anything. That's why even if the pandemic made me have this new level of alone time and time with myself, this was the first time I had this quality of this type of alone time and time with myself. Because even if I was, you know, just by myself, with myself, um, before I got COVID, I still live in the house with my family. Um, even if we're only going to talk like twice, like let's say lunch and then dinner, like that's it. It's still in the back of your head. Eh? Your subconscious still knows that you are going to have to devote your time to someone else. You're still going to have to do something. Like at any time, my, 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 my parents could call me and ask for a favor. Um, something could happen that I have to attend to. Maybe I have to answer the door. Maybe I have to, you know, do this or that. Um, even if that didn't always happen, even in the days that I didn't have to do anything for anybody else, that's still in the back of your head. Eh? But this COVID actually, I would take it as, um, try to go for the positive and everything. This is the only time ever that, you know, I could do whatever the hell I wanted. Because no one expected anything from me. No one even wanted to go near me, obviously. Uh, and that's another challenge. It is so weird to live in a house with, with people, you know, I, I've, I've been with them my whole life. And then suddenly, like, they're avoiding you. You have to maintain physical distance. I have never felt the energy or the essence or the heat of another living being near me for a long time. But, you know, I mean, I, I, know, I know it's because of the virus. I never... Thank God, I never felt the man apart. Oh my gosh, is it me that they hate? They just don't want me. No, it's it's the COVID. Um, it's the vid. In line with that taking time for yourself, you really need to take time for yourself, even if you feel okay. You could get a little complacent. Um, I, I Talking to the people who had COVID the same time as I did, we all we all felt fine. We, all, we, we were all in our 20s. We all felt pretty strong. Uh, some of them went back to work already, virtually, obviously, but they got sick right after. Like they felt kind of fine and they got sick after. The thing with this COVID, this motherfucking COVID is a ninja. We still don't know much about it. Um, no matter how much research you do, it's still based on like a little over a year, uh, a year worth of knowledge and experience. So there are still things you don't know. So uh, just on just a health tip, just be a little more OA with taking care of yourself, even if you feel fine. Uh, that's why I took around a week before I started working out. Even if like after three days, how I felt at that time was the same way I would feel on the day where I was very tamad to work out, but I could still work out tamad. Like my, my body could still do it. Just again, expectation setting. Expect that your body can't do the same things that you could do before you had COVID. Um, so just wait it out. In line with having that time with myself, by myself, here, uh, I, I actually just finished reading this book. Let me get it. Here it's called Reinventing Yourself by Steve Chandler. Uh, my brother Enrique actually recommended it. It's one of his favorite books. And this is part of my routine. I mean, it, it gave me great lessons on like being the owner of the spirit and just, just kind of taking control of your life. Taking control of your happiness. That it's something that you 
have the power to create for yourself with whatever's around you. You don't need to wait for somebody else to hand happiness to you. By the way, I'm so proud. I finished, I finished the book. I said I finished it in less than a month in my quarantine period. Um, that act of reading really helped me and helped me realize that happiness is where you are. Happiness is never going to be somewhere else. You are never going to experience happiness elsewhere. The only time you ever experience happy, happiness is with something that is present, something that you currently are experiencing and are going through. Um, I spent a lot of years growing up Many occasions that, you know what, I'd be happy. I would say, ah, I'd be happier if this sana, if I had this, if I had more of this, if I had this instead, um, if I was at this place, if I was with this person, if I had different company, all those things. That robs you of your experience of what's happening right now, of the present. And when I accepted that, you know, my world during this entire quarantine would be just within this room, I learned that this is all I need. I mean, I was, I'm pretty okay. I'm shocked at how like happiness-wise, I was kind of okay being locked up um, as someone who thrives and just needs constant communication with other people. I need to go out. Uh, and connected with that, I, I learned that it's something that I need. It's, it's one of my values because I used to think of hanging out as a bonus. I used to think that, okay, um, if you finish your homework, you get to go out and play. If you finish your schoolwork, you get to go. Dude, you have to finish the things you need to do before you can go out. Um, as if it was a bonus. As if, you could survive without it, but I can't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to survive without talking to other people. I don't want to just be by myself for my life. So I had to find my own ways to find that happiness. I had to find my own ways to still be able to satisfy that innate desire to party. I don't know if it comes with age, maturity, or just the lack of choices is that you are able to satisfy those needs and look for them in other ways, in other forms. I mean, nothing is still gonna beat the being in a club, being in a bar, drinking with your friends, good company, cold aircon, great music. But what is it about that experience that I love so much? You know, what, what is it about that um, can I find or duplicate here in my room in a different setting? If you say na you love playing basketball so much. You could love the sport, yes, but maybe you love the competition. So if you can't play basketball anymore, maybe you can compete in other ways. Maybe you can play online games. Maybe you can play COVIDopoly online. Maybe you love watching people play basketball while you're playing. So you, you, there, are, there are many things that you are kind of forced to just discover to be able to still find your own happiness. But even if I'm saying that I was I was fine I was kind of okay, I feel like I'm I'm able to talk this way because I'm in this situation where things are okay already. But you know, j just briefly, I, I've I've talked about this in a bunch of uh, a bunch of episodes already before. Um, I think I'm I'm still personally I'm still dealing with this with this great loss in my life. Uh, yeah, I talked about this a bunch before, and I'm honestly a little embarrassed because. 
um, sometimes you know when I talk to my friends, like no one has ever given me reason to feel bad about it. Na, ito na naman, but um, it, it's still there. It's been a very long time. It's just this one aspect of my life that that, that keeps happening again and again. Um, so it added to how the health, physical health effects of my, you know, having COVID was the least of my concerns. Because if you are going through a great, if you are dealing with loss, if you are mourning, if you are trying to discover who you are now compared to who you were back then, I needed, I needed the outlet. I used to... I always thought that you know these are the times when you're gonna just go out with the boys or just 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 have a drink with some friends. Um, some some activities that could allow you to sort of escape. At the same time, you know it could be an escape, but you kind of need those breathers eh, before you get back into the thick of it. Before you get back into the introspection, into the thinking, into the crying, into the um, just 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 sitting in your sadness. And grieving and feeling the pain. And I am someone, if you know me, you know that I don't like negativity. Um, I do I do have a reputation that I don't take things too seriously because if something bad happens, I just go for the solution and bounce na kagad. Um, but I have been, you know, exerting a greater effort to respect my emotions more, allow myself to be sad. Uh, I think to a fault that I think it was a reaction. I've always been like, okay, I'm not going to feel the sadness. Let's just move on. Is it solved? Is it okay? Is there anything I can do? No. Okay, let's move on. I was like, no, no, no. You have to feel it. You have to feel it. So I feel like it was a, like an overreaction. I, I felt it. I think I felt it a little too much. Um, I was not in a good place. I have to say, I, I did reach a really low point in my quarantine because, again, going back to expectation setting, I thought that I would be quarantined. I thought I'd have to be quarantined in my room for 14 days. And that the doctor's suggestion of 21 days was just a suggestion. We didn't have to do it. Uh, we were my, my mom and I, my, my family and I, we were under the same, different expectations. So um, that, that kind of ticked me off. And I kind of just lost it for a bit because I, I never wanted to really express to them how bad it is I was you know how how tough it was um whatever it was you know the, the situation I was in the things I was dealing with because I feel I know that I've already hassled my family so much but the, the things I enumerated a while ago I just me having COVID put a huge burden on them and then one, if I unload my burdens and I unload my negativity to them, that's another weight that they're going to have to carry. And I know that they're my family and I know that they would willingly do it. But, you know, in the heat of it, of the emotions, there could be a lot of miscommunications that could really just cause more damage and just, just cause more, more bad shit. Um, and I, I, I didn't want to add the burden to them for, th for their sake and also for my sake. Because if I were to, you know, unload the things I was going through, whether it's related to COVID, COVID or not, I'd have to make myself vulnerable, put myself in a position that could potentially make me even fall even lower. If there's something I said that they didn't quite understand, or if there's something they said, 
or hear it or if they laughed at something. You know, even if their intention wasn't to laugh at me or to disrespect me or to, you know, even if their intention was not bad at all, it could trigger me and just cause bad shit. So I did look for that emotional support um, in other ways. And um, my family, actually, we went through, um, it's called a PFA. Um, I a PF a psychological first aid seminar that QMRT um, learned and and helped conduct for us because we all we learned that as a family we went through this COVID experience in our own ways. Everybody has their own struggles, whether or not you have COVID. Everybody has their own struggles. Um, we gotta learn to respect that, and uh, I I guess it was one of the. I'm, I guess again we're we're blessed that this is the probably the biggest challenge that our family has gone through, um, but but it's still a challenge and it and it's still there's still gonna there's always gonna be that that friction there's always been disagreements and the fact that the bunso is already 24 years old I have my own thoughts I have my own life deba um, it's a different dynamic now we're not the babies that we were you know back then so I learned that. You know, you could, in in that low point, in the lowest point that I had where, man, like, there was nothing that could make me happy at that time. Like, I was really doing everything I could. Um, I, I was, you know, developing good habits. I was spraying. I was, I read a book. God. Um... I was meditating every morning. At a point, I, I started working out again and I was taking care of my health. I was surrounding myself with positivity, talking to people, you know. I still wasn't okay. Eh? So when you reach that point where nothing seems right and nothing seems, and it looks like nothing's gonna change, and oh, there was really, there were moments that I really just wanted to snap my fingers and just teleport. To another situation. If like Rick and Morty appeared with a portal and just came in and be like, hey, you want to jump with us? We're going to go to a different dimension, random universe, you know, another reality. I probably would have taken it. Even if I'm someone who's always like, you know, love yours, J. Code, about very, your life is the best. Um, I only want to live my life. I'm so thankful to be Anton Foss and all that shit. There are moments where I'm like, get me the hell out of this place, you know, get me, get me out of the situation, get me out of my head. It was in that moment. Actually, no, it wasn't in that moment. There was no relief that I felt. I didn't, there was no moment where I was like, you know what? Everything's gonna be okay. That's what I would tell myself, but it really didn't feel like things were gonna be okay. Because I knew, one, I knew that if I got out of this quarantine, if I'm not, if I'm not COVID anymore. The virus is still out there. We're still living with the virus. We still have the fear. But it just the only thing I learned now, the only thing that you could hold on to is time. Do everything that you can. Live live with positivity. Create good habits. All that good shit. All that self-help book stuff. Do it. And then after you exerted all your effort, after you did everything in your control, Gago, tiwala na lang sa oras. Kasi, one, medyo wala kang choice. Um, and two, 
I'm starting to see that it kind of works. This time heals shit. Shit. Um, it kind of works. And the same way with my COVID, even if I felt fine already, things were only actually going to be fine if I gave it time. Um, I was already okay. I was already working out in my room regularly. I was doing fine. I was working already. I was, you know, life was normal for me again. But I just had to give it time. I had to just give it time, be patient for the virus to leave my body. Um, I'm actually luckier because as I record this, Kumarty um, and he, he posted this on Facebook also. Uh, he, we got tested again at the same time. Uh, so that was after around 20, 21 days. And I tested negative, but he tested positive. So he's still in quarantine in, in one of our rooms. Um, but that's just something that time's gonna, we just have to believe that Time's gonna solve it. I don't look at it as a lazy excuse. I don't look at it as a scapegoat na parang, sige, time na lang, time na lang yung mag-heal. Gaga, like, you still gotta do your shit. You still gotta do your role. That's the only time time's gonna make it work. It's not the same as running away from a problem and then hoping time is gonna solve it. There, you still gotta do what you gotta do. <sighs> Lastly, I just wanna discuss... Maybe I don't give some tips to how to treat someone with COVID. Um, one, it is a sickness. It's not permanent. So I did have that worry um, that it's going to be something like in the Bible when, you know, if you're a leper, you have to have a bell with you or something. So uh, that's honestly one of the reasons why I didn't. I was at first kind of hesitant with, with going public about this because, I don't know, my, my family could be judged. Because, I mean, even if they didn't have COVID, they were exposed because... I'm you know the same air and all those stuff. Um and it could affect their it could affect their business. It could affect it could affect the the other aspects of their lives that I don't know. I can't think of right now. Um I used to sell bread every week, but ever since the lockdown, even before I had COVID, I was like, Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell Muna. But honestly, right now I don't know if I even want to because I'm sure there's that stigma. Even if there is no virus at all in our house anymore. Let's say I start selling bread six months from now. And, and you know, I mean, hopefully no one ever gets COVID again from there in my house. I, I won't be surprised if there's someone who be like, I'm not going to buy bread from that guy who got COVID six months ago. Right? Uh, there is that stigma. So with all this stigma, with all that negativity, um, I'd have to say that if you know someone has COVID, if someone tells you he or she has COVID, the first reaction... I believe, should be of compassion. Hit him with them bars, sweet and spicy. So the first reaction should be of compassion. Because, one, if it's a friend of yours or family member, just trust that they know that they are in a shit situation. And I don't think anything you can say could make that person be more, Like, yo, we all know. What the F is up with this COVID business? Um, we know that it's bad. I think that it could just make that person feel worse if you give him so much shit for having COVID as if he wanted it. I, 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 still don't, I still like to believe that nobody out here is out there trying to get COVID. Um, people are more careful than others. People are careless. That's, and, and, and then shit happens. Um, so the first reaction should be of compassion. I saw it. First hand. 
first virtual hand, I'm, I'm with my eldest brother, is that since his quarantine period was longer, obviously it's tougher for him. And he got it from me, who was the one who went out, diba? Right? Um, so he mas magas yung mas hassle yung situation niya. But when he did post about it, he received, you know, tons of love, enormous, and he felt so much gratitude. So um, if anybody is watching this and and did send any you know words of comfort or you know nagpaayuda or those who made kamusta kyo Marty and everything, thank you very much because even if um, um he, he was saying that like mas grabbing out his birthday eh, na, and dami message sa kanya, checking up on him um, um if someone's in a place of distress of, of a very very severe bad situation and you send a tiny message even if you guys never really talk and you just hit him up with a hope you're doing good ganyan, and even if he just gives a like like he doesn't even message you or, or he just gives a plain thank you there is a real effect to that. Like our words and our thoughts have real effects. I got to see it firsthand that his mood drastically increased. Because after he said that, actually I imagine the increase in mood. Because when he posted that, Mami nag send them pagain, ganon. As if naman siya yung ng pagain. But regardless of the ayudas or not, I mean, and just him knowing that there were a lot of people concerned about him, caring for him, thinking about him, praying for him, uh, that had a real effect. So again, there is huge importance and real value in all these small gestures that are done um, to people. So, you know, if you are, if there is someone in your life that, wow, do I feel like Brother Bo. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to preach or anything. But if there is someone in your life uh, that you feel like, you know what, if I show a little bit of love to this, you know, is it going to do some good? Um, that person might not reply. That you you might think that it's not. Ah, it could be like ah, di naman kami close, eh. di naman kami nag usap eh. But it doesn't hurt. You're not gonna lose anything. Love, I don't think love is a finite thing. That if you give it away to some friend and then they don't receive any back, that maubus ang kana love. I I don't think that's how it. I'd like to believe that's not how it works. So yeah, just just I don't know. Take a little time to. Tell a friend, you know, just check up on them or or something like that. So also wanna give a shout out to all the friends that allowed me to bug them and took time to talk with me because it uh it it's it's really what helped me get through this experience. It's what's helping me get through this experience, even if I'm not I don't have co- I don't have COVID anymore. Uh the journey is not over. Um thank you, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I know I'm a very, I know I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Although not that much as of late, I know that I laugh at everything. Um, I do believe that you have to live life with a sense of humor. When I found out I had COVID, it really sucked. But there was that voice in the back of my head, which was like, instant content. You are gonna make a lot of jokes in the future, Anton, with this COVID thing. I mean. And as I can see wedding speeches where I can bring up the COVID. I can I can see birthday greetings where I can bring up the COVID. You know, um, all those things. But again, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. My hearts. From the bottom of my heart to all of you guys. So yeah, let's just be nice to each other. I feel like this is something that goes outside of COVID. 
God, just be nice to each other. I mean, there is so much divide that's happening. And I am sadly kind of anticipating more divide to happen. I know that the elections are coming up soon. And if this entire shit show situation that our country is in is not a clear reminder that we should go out and vote and use our vote, then I don't know what will. So yeah, let's call people out. I mean, I'm all for love and stuff, but call people out. If they're doing something that that you think is wrong, goes against your values, and you care about that person, yes, call them out. But at the end of the day, please show some damn love. It goes a long, long way. I'm a very blessed and lucky person to have a lot of love in my life and have a lot of happiness in my life because of the things around me, because of I, because I have a loving family, we were financially secure, because I have friends. Like There are a lot of external things that have made it easier for me to attain happiness, to attain joy. But when I was stripped of a lot of those things and I just, I just had to sit by myself and feel bad about my actions, my decisions... Um, that's when you need the love the most. That's when you need that compassion, that care the most. There are times I felt like I didn't deserve it. I felt like with other mistakes also in my life, it's like, Anton, you're the reason why you're in that situation. So, um, to look for care from other people, but then no matter what bad shit you do, I guess this is what people are talking about when they talk about God's love, diba? I mean, no, no matter how how rock bottom you are, kung ano mang basement level na yan sa parking ng buhay mo, basement three, basement four, may basement four ba? Mayroon basement four. It is okay to look for love. It is okay to ask people for help even if it feels uncomfortable to do so, even if um, you feel like you're being a hassle to another person, it's okay to be selfish in those situations if you feel like it's what's best for you. Um, I'm not saying that I'm an expert in that. I still have a struggle with that, asking for help. I still want to believe that I can take care of myself, but at those times where you really feel like you can't, dude, phone a friend. Uh, so yeah, thank you. That was longer than I expected. Thanks, guys, for listening to this one. Um, I do want to announce that there is something uh, big coming up in the podcast. I'm not going to say what yet. It's not a guest. It's a whole structural thing that is going to change in the podcast. going to get uh, some different people involved. Because, I mean, uh, if you don't know right now, th- this podcast is 100% my, the creation of my brain. The, all the aspects, the, the thumbnails. Yeah, the, the captions, everything, the planning, that's all me. Um, but I'm very, I'm looking forward to this next chapter of the podcast. So, yeah, thank you. I just want to give, again, this is already my 28th episode. Thank you, everybody, for for those who listen to it to me. Um, those who shared their thoughts. There have been a few random people that, although we don't know each other, and then you message me and you talk to me about, my podcast and you say uh, how how you like this lesson or or just the way I I talk or some or ask questions that that shit is part of the love that has helped me get through all these stuff. <sighs> so yeah, that's my covid journey. 
Um, I hope you guys learned something from it. I hope you show some love to people. And more importantly, I hope you just follow the motherfucking rules. Okay, wear your mask. Stay at home. That's it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Anton One Podcast. My name is Anton Fausto. Peace out. But I want to sign.